You're listening to the Fix My Feet podcast. Solutions for every step in your journey with the nation's leading foot and ankle specialists. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Dr. Waters, Dr. Leonard's foot and ankle surgeons with Platte River Foot and Ankle Surgeons here for another episode of the Fix My Feet podcast. How's you? How you doing, Evan? Doing great. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. So glad it's the new year, 2024. That sounds crazy, but it crept up on us really quickly here. Yeah, so we thought we would talk out, start the new year by talking about maybe some things we can do uh, for people and potential patients to maybe even prevent having to come to see us this year or prevent some of the things that we see on a daily basis, especially, you know, it's the new year, everybody's got their resolutions. So gym memberships, I'm sure are going crazy right now. Yep. This is their time of the year to strike while the iron's hot. And so, uh, so maybe some, some pearls about, uh, you know, just getting more active and things you could do to avoid some of the pain and injuries that we kind of see from those kinds of things. Any thoughts about that, Evan? Oh yeah. That's, that's a big time of year. And then you go like three times and then yeah. they collect the, the whole year. So that's a good business model. Yeah, that's um, it. yeah, definitely starting out. I think one of the main things, and this goes with, you know, starting with a gym membership or just doing regular activity or just going through your day-to-day living, but make sure you have a good supportive pair of shoes, whether that's an athletic shoe or whether that's a, you know, a good supportive boot or even, I mean, they make, you know, supportive, you know, clog type shoes or sandals or anything like that. Make sure it fits your foot well. Make sure it's not too small, too big. It's basic stuff, obviously, but um, you'd be surprised how many people come in. You're like, you know, your shoe's a little small. Well, I used to always wear a 10 or something like that. And, you know, feet change and you can go up a size, up a half size, down a half size, depending on how things are going. So make sure you get a good supportive pair of shoes. Best way you can start off. 2024 in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. So if you've got a, got a gift certificate that you're thinking about how spending and you're thinking about getting into the gym and being act more active, I think uh, Evan's right. Going out, getting the right kind of shoes is important. Uh, I know not, not many people know a ton about shoes, but a few, a few things, uh, maybe two or three points for me. And then Dr. Leonard's can add a couple points. But when you're looking at a, a tennis shoe, I think Dr. Leonard's hit the first thing right on the nail. You want to make sure it's wide enough and it, and it's long enough. So, you know, usually recommend a, a good, like, a thumb breadth or finger breadth at the front of the shoe. You don't need to be right up against the toe box of the shoe. Uh, otherwise, you're going to end up with cal- some calluses and some things that can cause some toe type issues there. And also, you know, you don't want the shoe to be pinching you side to side. You know, as far as the the width of the shoe goes, uh, again, uh, if it's real tight, you're going to get rubbing there and you can end up with painful calluses and some painful things from the shoe not being wide enough, as well as that can contribute to deformity creation, hammer toes, bunions, things like that, that we also end up seeing and taking care of the shoe gear plays a lot into. So I'd say first point for me, and sim- similar to Dr. Leonard's, make sure the shoe is big enough and wide enough. And sometimes, you know, if you've got a bigger foot or a wider foot, you may have to order the shoe. I think sometimes patients, you know, get in the shoe store and the pre- they feel like the pressure's on and end up buying something. But you can you can always order most of these shoes off of their website and get mm-hmm. uh, get something that's going to fit you a little bit better if you need to go a little bit wider. 
Number two for me is making sure you, I guess one thing I always see with patients is I tell them shoes are like tires on your car. If you're going to go and start running consistently or walking consistently, you need to be aware of how many miles you're putting on those shoes. They're only good for so many miles. So you've got to change your shoes on a regular basis. If that's your, if that's your pattern and that's routine, these shoes are not made to, you know, I got patients come and say, I haven't changed my shoe for like 15 years, Dr. Waters, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm like, although well, I, I understand you're proud of that, uh, that's not necessarily a great thing for support of your foot. So especially if you're an active runner, walker, or something like that, keeping track of your miles and changing your shoes on a regular basis, I think will help you prevent some of the injuries and pain that we kind of see from, uh, from shoe gear kick it over Dr. Leonard's couple things from you, Dr. Leonard's on this. Yeah. I mean, especially as we kind of talked about the, uh, the gym and getting going for the new year, definitely, you know, yourself, right. But if warm up, you know, before you do activity, before you get going on a jog or a run or even a walk, make sure your flexibility is kind of where you want it to be. Give your body time to, you know, lubricate your joints with synovial fluid to warm up the musculature, to get some blood pumping a little bit before you go, because, it just is such a common time of year with these New Year's resolutions and all those kinds of things where people go in and get a little gung-ho and cause an injury. And it might be something minor. You might have a little, you know, tendonitis or something like that. But people get tendon injuries, tears, ruptures. They just have just foot pain in general and that they can't seem to get calmed down. Plantar fasciitis is a big one right now because of lack of support, which kind of goes back to the shoes. But just give yourself time. You know, it's a process. It's a long process you know, going towards the healthier side and, and exercise. And so give your body the time it needs to warm up so that you can do it appropriately and don't have to sideline yourself with injury. Yeah. I mean, I, if you took gym class when you were a kid, they always talk about proper warm up, And I think that that still is applicable, especially these overuse injuries that we deal with all the time. Like you talked about tonight, tendonitis and plantar fasciitis. Capsulitis is another one covering around joints. You know, without adequate warm-up, that definitely will tend to lead to injury quicker where we're not giving muscles, tendons, ligaments, chances to uh, warm up. And just to coincide with that, and we've talked about this on this podcast before with Dr. Wilkinson, um, I always tell patients, you know, the science kind of talks about the rule of 10%. So don't don't increase your activity level more than 10%, you know, in it within a certain interval. So if you left a pretty sedentary lifestyle before the end of the year, going in there and running five miles today is, is going to be one way that you might lead yourself to a lot of these overuse injuries. If you gradually ramp it up, you're going to, you're going to be able to do it longer, more consistently, which in the end is going to lead to better results for you. I think Dr. Leonard said consistency is the key with this. And so, just going gung bl- guns a blazing for the next week is is not going to necessarily get you the results you want, and it might land you in our office, unfortunately. Uh, uh, but uh, you, know, you know, slow and steady, consistently building, consistently increasing, you know, pace, increasing distance, increasing activity levels over the next you know several weeks is going to put you in a much better spot to be able to do this on a more long-term consistent basis. Any thoughts on that, Dr. Lawrence? Yeah, it's, it's spot on. And 
you know, the other thing I would mention about just exercise in general, and it's, it's something that I've tried to implement more as well. It's just recovery. It's easy to warm up and do a lot of stuff like that. And then, okay, I get a great workout in and now I'm just going to boom, I'm on the couch for eight hours and I'm tight <laughs> and didn't do anything else for the day. So make sure that, you know, the recovery aspect is important as well, especially for the feet. I mean, I, you know, work in massage, work in some time off of the feet afterwards, work in icing, work in some stretching of the calves. So you're not loading that front of the foot too much afterwards, especially after everything's contracted a lot, if you've been biking or running or jumping or doing jump rope, something like that. So, you know, a lot of this is about pre and post workout stuff and making sure that, that the body's flexible enough to do what it needs to do without getting injury. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, there's been a lot of stuff talked about recently, you know, I know ice, ice bathing is super popular in the, uh, in the advertising, digital advertising world right now. And, Mm -hmm. but those things are important. Just like you talked about that they provide significant benefits to you to recover your body appropriately, you know, and make sure that you're, you're ready to go and, and we're trying to avoid some of these things that, that we deal with. Just as a side note here, maybe to make patients aware as we're talking about ways to prevent, but maybe Dr. Leonard's one or two or three of the most common overuse injuries that, that we tend to see in the foot and ankle that patients can be aware of. And then, then I can maybe chime in with how we could prevent some of those common overuse injuries that we see. Let's see, probably the four most common I'd see are probably no particular order, but plantar fasciitis, lesser toe capsulitis, stress fractures, and then just generic tendonitis, whether that's peroneal tendons or posterior tibial tendon or Achilles tendon. But I'd probably say those are probably four more common I see. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, when we when we talk about these, better to be on the prevention side of these things than, you know, once they flare up, it becomes difficult. It's going to take a process to get everything settled down. That may involve having to shut you down for a short period of time and, and then bring it back into the activity level. So you do, I think in the long run, end up losing more time when we get away from the preventative side of these things. So, you know, as far as, you know, some of these specifically plantar fasciitis, we talked about appropriate shoe wear, orthotics, uh, or shoe inserts, some people call them something that's going to support the fascia appropriately is critical, you know, during this time, adequate stretching and warm up we've talked about already for, especially for like our tendonitis type patients. And then, you know, capsulitis, again, appropriate shoe wear is critical. I think, you know, patients tend to overload the front part of their foot. So that could be from tight calves that they're not stretching out enough. It could also be from faulty mechanics and stress fractures. Definitely somebody, we see those in our patients that I guarantee you we're going to see some because people are in the gym yeah. and, you know, they, they've been largely sedentary and all of a sudden I'm walking five miles today. You know, that, that's, that's tend, we tend to see, you know, stress fractures in those kind of environments where there's been a huge increase in activity level over a very short period of time. And for, for those who are not aware, you know, there's all science behind this. And, and the whole reason is that bones and tendons and ligaments, those all adapt to force over time. So going from zero to 60 doesn't give the the bone, the tendon, all that 
chance to do that adaptation that it needs to do over time. And so that's where we kind of run into these, into these injuries. So the things we've talked about today, I think are critical in the, on the prevention side of some of these very common foot and ankle injuries or pain causers that we deal with on a daily basis. Any additions to that, Dr. Lawrence? No, I definitely agree. It's one of those things that you just have to be aware of. And like, especially for stress fractures, you know, it's not necessarily that you'll never be able to do the thing that caused that injury. Like Dr. Waters said, it's just the bones didn't have time to adapt. You know, it's, it's tensile forces and its strength based on that type of resistance or impact. And so it just speaks more to the kind of slow ramp up we were talking about with the warming up with the 10% and recovery um, is just as important. So um, all those things can, you know, ideally be be prevented if, if the right steps are taken. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Just a couple things as we, as we wrap up this uh, quick episode today, you know, for those of our, those people who have don't listen to this ahead of time and then end up in these situations, some uh, things they can do, Treatment wise, you know, if they do end up with a little flare of tendonitis or fasciitis, a couple of pearls for you, Dr. Leonard said they could do to, to try and get these things under control so they can continue with their New Year's resolutions. I say rest is probably the most important one, which is probably the hardest to do because you, you kind of want a quick fix and you've just started going and you feel motivated mentally. But um, I kind of like we talked about before, I mean, pushing through and causing more serious injury can lay you up a lot longer than just taking, you know, a week or two off the bat and giving that tendon or ligament or whatever time to calm down and, and heal. And then some ways to supplement that, or obviously if you haven't been in some good shoes or good supportive orthotics or inserts, make sure that that's next on your, on your list. And then anti-inflammatory medications can help with some of that inflammation, some of the swelling, some of the pain, you know, elevation, things to just treat, you know, acute Injuries like that, sprains are, are very consistent across the board with ice elevation, you know, compressive compressive therapy to help that edema. And, and so all of those things can be implemented as well. But I think rest is probably the most important one and, and usually the hardest one to get people to accept, even if they come into the office, well, we got to, you know, decrease the activity. Well, I just got going, you know, running a couple miles and I don't want to stop that. Yeah. And I, I definitely get that. I've been sidelined by injury before and it's it's frustrating because, you know, you're going to lose a certain level of of performance, but it's, it's better for you in the long run for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Adequate recovery. You know, when you're mentally motivated, you want to go every day, but you know, giving yourself adequate recovery, like we talked about, uh, will help prevent some of these things that we're talking about and allow you to stay in the game much longer than, you know, guns blazing for a couple of weeks and stress fracture, then out for the next four to six weeks, you know, cause you can't do these things while the bones healing you know, is a better, better, you know, way to approach this than uh, what we typically see with people being gung ho. And I get it. Like I make, I make resolutions every year. So I totally get people being goal oriented and setting goals and, and wanting to work towards those goals. And, and hopefully we provide a couple of things that'll help you be able to work towards those goals for a much longer period of time than just a few, for a few uh, days or short weeks here at the beginning of the year. So anything final thoughts, uh, Dr. Leonard's about prevention or, you know, the things that we've chatted about today? I don't think so. Just get out there get 
get active, yes. do those resolutions. Don't let this spook you. Just make sure you give your body the time it needs before and after. Definitely. I always say the best, the best part of our job is, uh, getting patients better and then, and then being able to see them actually go back and do the things that they, that they were wanting to do and hoping to do. And so when I see my athletes back playing sports or when I see my community patients, when I'm out at the grocery store and I see them walking around again, pain-free, it's a very sad, a lot of satisf- job satisfaction at that point. So the more we can do that, keep patients active, keep them engaged in the things that they want to be engaged in, that's definitely what we're after here. So yes, agreed. Anyways. Uh, well, that's it. Hopefully you take a listen to this, uh, during the first few weeks of the year and check us out on our social media outlets, uh, Facebook, Instagram. It's always on YouTube, fix my feet podcast. And you can also check out us out on the web, Platte river foot and ankle surgeons. But, uh, any, uh, comments, questions, leave them in the comments. We'd be happy to try to continue to address those. Look forward to a wonderful uh, year on the podcast. And of course, thanks to Dr. Leonard, uh, who's my awesome colleague and friend, uh, who comes with us every week. And we'll even have some special guests for you this year, oh, yeah. with our PAs and our new fellows and all kinds of stuff that's coming up for the coming year with the fix my feet podcast. Thanks everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fix My Feet podcast. To schedule an appointment with one of our providers, visit www.prfootandankle.com.